You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. And Woody, are we ready to get into this episode of the PBL Podcast? Yes, Woody, Politics and Brown Liquor. That's right. All right, well, let's start off with um, Trump's executive order from September of 2018. I'm not going to get into the detail of the executive order. Uh, uh, what I am going to talk about is a lot of people have been hanging their hat on this executive order that it was somehow going to usher in martial law and Trump would go into these states, these contested states, either have re-elections, whatever. I'm not even sure what people think was going to happen. But, I, it's, but the executive order is not going to change anything. This is not the play the Trump team is is doing to retain his presidency. Now, if you listen to the previous episode of the show, I talked about the um, dueling electors that's going on. Seven states have sent in their own electors, Republican electors, um, and Congress is meeting January 6th. Now, Congress, now everything, now the, the play is in Congress. That's the play. If Trump's going to retain his presidency, it, it's going to be from the Congress. The executive order, now I'll, I'll give you a quick cursory of the executive order. It talked about what would happen if foreign interference ha was happening in the election. Now, some could say that we've had foreign interference. Great. We did. I agree with that, by the way. We do. And there are va valid reports of foreign interference. Some would say because Dominion was a Canadian company, they are left leftists. They're a Canadian company. They're based in Toronto, Canada, uh, that they are a foreign entity that interfered with elections because they counted the votes. Remember, was it Stalin who says, I'm not worried about the who are casting the votes i only worry about who counts the votes but i digress well you know because dominion has got a base out of um colorado so you know they've they've, they've figured that all out that's not this is not going to be the saving grace now what the executive order does state that if there was foreign interference the department heads and i can't remember what department heads there are that that have to meet and it's really irrelevant to the point uh would meet and advise the president on what to do about these foreign entities and what they can do is sanction them, levy them, all that stuff. And it says right there in the executive order, the last paragraph basically states, and I'm paraphrasing here, that if it's an American entity that is involved, then they are not impacted or affected by this executive order. So guys, ladies and gentlemen, this EO that, that Trump signed back in September of 2018 is not at play here to save his presidency. What's at play here to save his presidency is the Congress, the dueling electors that were sent to the Congress. Now, another way to put this whole executive order thing to bed, uh, there is a report out that the Office of the Director of National Intelligence is delaying the report on foreign threats. And that delay, it, December 18th and marks the 45 days, uh, from the November 3rd election delay, the delay that the Office of Director of National Intelligence report has stated is going to put this past January 6th. So it's moot. It's a moot point. Please don't get sucked into this executive order thing any longer. It's a moot point. It's not going to happen. And there may be a reason why they did this. And I, I know a lot of people like to, you know, 
put on that conspiratorial hat and say, well, they're only doing this because they're the deep state going after Trump. No, no, they may actually be doing it to put this thing to bed because the play is using the Constitution of the United States, the laws written therein of the Constitution, and that's in the, the Congress. January 6th, these dueling electors that are sent up, this is all, all being worked within the laws of the Constitution of the United States of America. Again, I've said this before. I say it often. After this election, I have a much deeper understanding of the Constitution, and you got to just give it to the Founding Fathers, man. It is brilliantly, brilliantly written. So what Trump is doing, what him and his team are doing, is they are working within the Constitution. That executive order has nothing to do with the Constitution of the United States of America, other than presidents can create and sign executive orders. But remember, executive orders aren't binding. They aren't lasting. Another president can come in and wave away all of those executive orders, just as Trump has done to some of Obama's. Just as if Biden gets in, we'll do a lot of Trump's. That's just the way it is. So let it go, BEO. I know a lot of people don't like hearing that, but that's not the play here. The play here is the dueling electors sent to Congress. All right, let's talk about some other news. Hey, everyone loves to talk about COVID. You want to hear something about COVID? This will uh, send a chill down your spine. Uh, the, the country of Australia, and this is from Business Insider. Business Insider, by the way, is 50-50 for me, whether or not they're actually any good. Sometimes the, their, their articles are so far to the left, it's laughable. But this is just the, the headline I'll read to you. I think is, And I did look up other sources, so Business Insider is just the one that I'm using. Uh, here's the headline. <laughs> this is hilarious. I know I shouldn't laugh at this. I really shouldn't laugh at this. I, I really should This shouldn't be funny. This shouldn't be funny. But uh, this just shows you the sheeple that we are, not just in America, man. We're worldwide sheep. But Australia... You know, Australia is a, a, was founded on a penal colony, right? The British used to send their prisoners to Australia, the really bad ones. And now what have they done is they, they created some just phenomenal wines coming out of Australia. Uh, so it's a country with a backbone, by the way, because it's, it's, uh, it's heritage from penal colonies. But anyway, I digress. And I have people that listen in Australia. I, I really mean you no know, disrespect. It's a beautiful country. And again, delicious wines come out of Australia. Australia has become the first country to abandon a vaccine attempt. That's right, abandon. Now, why? Why did they abandon a vaccine attempt? They scrapped a $750 million project because abandoning this vaccine attempt. And why would Australia abandon a vaccine attempt? I mean, the COVID, it's deadly. I mean, 0.000851 people have died from it here in the United States alone. Worldwide, it's just a little bit. But anyway, why did they abandon uh, this H, this um, vaccine for COVID? Well, because some people have tested positive for HIV after taking it. That's right. That's right. You take the vaccine to prevent COVID and oh my gosh, the next thing you know, I'm sorry, sir, but you now have HIV. Now, if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, I don't know what will. And we're, we're going <laughs> to, the sheep are going to take this vaccine here in America uh, hello, <laughs> hello. Hey, I read a story recently too that a nurse in Alaska took shot number one because it's two shots. You know, if you love shots, you're going to love this vaccine because you get not one, not one, you get two. Anyway, that she took, and actually I don't know if a male or female, I don't have the article pulled up, but it took the vaccine and uh, the first shot and uh, had a severe allergic reaction to it and got severely sick, near death, and uh, apparently not going to be taking shot number two. So this vaccine here in America, 
uh, you take two shots, one, and then three weeks later, you got to wait three weeks. You got to wait three weeks, I guess, for the goo in the first shot to get into your bloodstream and take effect into your DNA. Then you get the second shot. But here, in, but there in Australia, I should say, nope, they've canceled theirs. They've, they've suspended it because people have come down with HIV. That's amazing. This is the world that we live in. We're not just sheep here in America. We're sheep all over. But kudos to you in Australia for saying, hey, whoa, 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 enough. We had a couple of people. Some people tested positive for HIV. We're stopping it. You know, I can't say we do that here in America. You know, because America, we're weak. I'm sorry. We just are. So did you see that story of that family at American Airlines? And, and what happened on this, this um, American Airlines story is a family, mother, father, two-year-old daughter, were on a plane, and the two-year-old daughter refused to wear the mask. I mean, she's two. She's two. And by the way, the, 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 the chances of a two-year-old getting the infection and dying from the infection are so astronomically low. But anyway, uh, so the two-year-old wouldn't take it. So the parent was trying to put the mask over the child's face. The child was crying. The airline steward, I think it was, not a stewardess, came over and said, oh, you gotta wear, they're going to wear the mask or you guys got to get off the plane. And I'm, I'm mocking their voice. And I'm sorry if uh, you, are, uh, you do have an accent similar to that. I wasn't mocking you. Anyway, so the uh, steward says you pretty much have to get off the plane because, see, I'm doing another voice just so I don't offend people. But you got to get off the plane. They told the family, you got to leave. What? We got to leave. We, we're going to New York. We're going to visit family members. No, no, no. Because you can't get your child to wear a mask, you got to leave. And a big brouhaha. The wife filmed it. Big brouhaha. They got off the plane. Uh, the, the wife, again, kept filming. And they were saying, well, our luggage is there on the plane. You, your luggage will be in New York. Well, we're not going to be in New York. And a big brouhaha about the child's car seat. Wait a minute. We can't even drive. So from what I understand, they allegedly got the car seat. But United Airlines said no. You are not flying on this flight because you can't get your child to wear a mask, two-year-old child. And you know what all the other passengers did? They did nothing. Absolutely nothing. No one stood up. No one stepped in. No one said, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sitting near that person. I don't mind their child not wearing a mask. They did nothing. They all dutifully sat there with their mask on, looking at the people, watching this thing unfold, and said nothing. Now, I ask you, what would you do? Would you say nothing? Now, we're, we're all quarterback. We're all armchair quarterbacking this, right? I'm not sure I would have. I'll be I'll flat out, honestly. I'd be sitting there. I'd watch this unfold. I'm thinking I got to get to my destination. Do I want to get involved? Well, I will tell you right now that if I see anything like that unfold in front of me, I will stand up now. Shame on me if I wouldn't have stood up before. But now something like this has to happen. We look at it, we watch it, we analyze it, we think to ourselves, well, that is just not right. Now, this family's been banned for flying on United Airlines. And apparently, they have a lot of points that fly all the time in United Airlines because of this one instance, the United Airlines, so rigid in their policy because, you know, they don't want to be sued, they ban this family from ever flying on their airlines again. And we're seeing this happen time and time again in our society. And I'll just speak for America. In America, we're seeing it time and time happen. Our rights being eroded by inactions of others. And yes, inaction of others. When will people stand up to the tyranny that is big tech, that is big corporations? I mean, United Airlines doesn't care about this family. They just don't care. They don't care that this family spent all that money 
accumulating points. And that takes a lot of money to accumulate points on airlines nowadays. It used to be a lot easier to accumulate points on airlines. Now it takes a lot of money. They don't care because <clears throat> they know. They, they've got you so locked in to the process that you're just going to pick the cheapest airline, and that may be United. They don't care. They're, you're not buying it out of loyalty anymore. And they know that people are going to be outraged by this, but they also know people are going to say, you know, this United flight's the cheapest flight. I, I'm going to save myself 20 bucks. Uh, I know what happened to that family, and it's horrible, and I hate United for it, but I'm saving 20 bucks, man. I'm saving 20 bucks. We've become soft, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. It's time for us to wake up to this nonsense, to this tyranny that is that are not only big tech, big government, big corporations. It's time to stand up. Now, look, listen to this story. This is out of New York. Um, Governor Cuomo, who has got to be one of the most tyrannical governors out there. Cuomo, Newsom, uh, was it Inslee up in Washington State? I mean, <sighs> Some of these governors, Cuomo's got to be the worst one. So this story out of fee.org, uh, here's the headline. One simple statistic shows Cuomo is destroying New York City's restaurant industry for no reason. And what is that statistic? It's, it's, it's the infection ra uh, rate, how people are getting infected with COVID in the state of New York. This is just out of the state of New York. So listen to this. This is... Um, the opening paragraph of this story, at least 4,500 restaurants in New York City. This is just New York City, by the way. This isn't New York State, but this is Cuomo doing this for the whole state. But just in New York City alone, 4,500 restaurants have closed. 4,500 restaurants have permanently closed their door in the wake of COVID-19 lockdowns. Because guess what? If they don't have patrons coming in purchasing their food well they don't have money coming in and the ppe money's all gone right that didn't really help a lot of small businesses so 4500 restaurants just in new york city alone have closed down based on these lockdown orders and governor cuomo just came out with another edict mandate tyrannical mandate that in dining is done he's closed it down no more dining inside of restaurants. Cuomo has mandated because they got to stop the infection rate. Now, this from their own data. Now, listen to this paragraph. Cuomo's decision to follow through on his recent on his threat to shut down restaurants has received enormous backlash, as it should. People should be outraged. If you're in the state of New York, and I've got a lot of listeners in the state of New York, man, I feel for you having this guy as your governor. I mean, I got Brian Kemp, so don't um, – I mean, I used to think we were okay, but after this election nonsense, I realized how weak Kemp is. I mean, but I will give Kemp this. We were the last state to shut down, the first state to open up. So we don't have these same restrictions in the state of Georgia like you do in New York, like you do in California, like you do in Washington, like you do – and there's another governor recently that went out for wine after telling everybody not to go anywhere. But anyway, uh, in part – this back to the story – in part because of its very – basis is undercut by the governor's own data. That's right. 
the governor's own data. They did some. They did some research on this. They put some data points together of uh, where the infection rates are coming. Because remember, the the left have been saying contact tracing, contact tracing. Got to find out where people are getting it so we can address it. We can act. They don't care. They don't care where it's people are getting it. So the govern the 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 left saying we need contact tracing. That's just to control you. They don't. They're not using the data to make decisions. If they were. Why would Governor Cuomo shut down restaurants? Listen to this data. According to Governor Cuomo's own data, the infection rate, the people getting this virus in the state of New York in restaurants is only 1.43% of the, the infections. So one people who catch COVID in the state of New York are getting it 1.43% of them are getting it by going to a restaurant. 1.43%. So Cuomo wants to shut down all in-store in, in dining? He, he's, he's basically shut it all down. 1.43% of the infection rate in the state of New York comes from restaurants. Here's the list. Um, household slash social gatherings. Now, what could that be? Well, obviously, Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas dinners, right? Right? People can't come in around. But wait a minute. It says social gatherings. What could be all the protests? How many protests have we seen in New York City? I think we've seen a lot, right? BLM protests, Antifa, all that. Well, 73.84% of the infections in New York State come from household slash social, social gatherings. Slash, I love how they put the slash social gatherings you know we were told uh time and time again that um uh you having your thanksgiving fa family traditional dinners gatherings is uh, super spreaders you're super spreaders um but they never mentioned they being the left also known as the media never mentioned about the protest the protest seems somehow the virus misses them so 73.84 percent of the time people are catching the covid infection in the state of new york this is in new york's numbers don't know if it's state you know countrywide uh household slash social gatherings Healthcare delivery 7.81 percent makes sense you go to the hospital you get sick more people die in hospitals than anywhere else higher education students 2.02 percent of the infection rates come from college students i guess Hmm. Uh, edu education employee, 1.6%, or is it 1.5%? Uh, restaurant and bars, 1.43%. Travel slash vacation, 1.06%. Sports, 1.04%. Public sector, police, fire, EMS, military, 1%. Public, uh, let's see, trans transit, public slash private, 0.96%. Manufacturing, 0.84%. Well, that makes sense because they've killed manufacturing in the state of New York. Religious activities, 0.69%. Well, that makes sense because they've shut that down too. Wait a minute. The infection rate from going to church, that's what this is saying, religious activities uh, is only 0.69%. So they shut that down. They shut it down. Mm -hmm. uh, retail, 0.61%. Mm -hmm. Professional services, 0.55%. Elementary school student, 049 Less than half a percent of the infection rate in the state of New York comes from uh, elementary school student. The lowest one is media production, 0 
this is from the governor's own data, and he's taking, again, contact tracing, right? That's the big buzzword from the left, contact tracing, so we can identify and isolate how people are catching this deadly disease that has killed 0.000851% of the American population and make decisions based on that. Do you think the governor of New York is using his own data to make decisions? No. Uh, it boggles the mind that people uh, basically just allow this. And he's been lauded in the media as this great governor. He, you know, they want him to run for president. They wish he was the one who was running instead of Biden. Uh, he's, he's even gave himself a $25,000 raise. I feel for you people in New York, by the way, especially New York City, because uh, de Blasio, this is from Breitbart, de Blasio, New York City will need a shutdown. The sooner, the better. So this, the mayor of New York saying the same thing. 4,500 restaurants have shut down. How do you think those families feel? And then Rhode Island Governor uh, uh, Raimondo, is that how she say her name? She self-quarantines, by the way, after a photo of her at a wine-sipping event. Rules for thee, not for me. So the governor of Rhode Island, she's caught sipping wine at a wine sipping event. Oh, how posh, how elite. I wonder if it was Australian wine. Anyway, uh, she's caught, got this photo of her sipping wine. She looks very elegant in her, she's drinking a red, by the way, and I love red wine. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the hypocrisy is too much for her. She self-quarantines. She didn't say she got the, there was nobody around, she said, that had the infection, but you know, she's got to make something of it because she was busted, caught drinking wine out in public after telling everybody not to do that. Rules for thee, not for me. Uh, another story, Orange County, this is Orange County, California, sheriff refuses to release 1,800 dangerous inmates, including murderers and child molesters after judge's order. The order, what was the order? Oh, release all these inmates because of COVID-19. At least this sheriff has a spine and says, no, I'm not going to do it. <sighs> what are we doing here, people? What are we doing? What are we doing? I tell you, it's getting to the point where what are, when, when are people going to stand up and fight back? I mean, you, you look at Australia. Uh, they have this vaccine. They roll it out, and this is coming very fast, and everybody wants it. It's not just because, you know, you know we're doing this fast because we're doing this fast because everybody wants it. The Trump... Uh, gave into the pressure to speed this up and the normally vaccines like this go through years and years and years of trials and what are we finding well in australia they suspended it because people have come down with hiv here in america we had a nurse that took it and comes violently ill it's not going to take the second shot uh, had one person who was in the trial for the vaccine shot said that the side effects were so bad he was gritting his teeth and broke a tooth and the death rate of this is 0.0008%. What's in a tenth of a percent of our population in America? And the population worldwide, by the way, that has died from COVID is also small. And I'm not minimizing. I've been saying this many, many times. I don't minimize the COVID. Uh, it's just that common sense, people, common sense will tell you that here's how you protect yourself from getting It's like it's a flu. I mean, I mean, I know, you know, the flu is deadly too. And what I mean by it's like the flu, it's like, how do you protect yourself from the flu? Every year, you know, flu season comes about and what do you do? What do you do to protect yourself from the flu? That should be the same thing you're doing to protect yourself from COVID-19. You know, cover your mouth when you sneeze, wash your hands, wash your hands. 
Common sense practices, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need to kick people off of planes because their two-year-old refuses to wear a mask. Listen, I got a nine-year-old son. And when this all broke out, I mean, it took a minute to get him to to confirm and wearing a mask. He used to say, I am not a boy who's afraid of COVID-19. He actually said that. And he's true. He's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. <sighs> Listen, if you're a business and you mandate that people walk into your business, that they have to wear a mask, great. That's on you. This is not for the government to mandate. And this airline, hey, you can give it that too. If, if they're a business, they are a business. If they require this, they require it. It's outrageous. And they shouldn't, they should lose business because of it, because it was absolutely outrageous. I tell you, I used to have my previous career was uh, in retail. I was a field manager and I had large teams that uh, worked for me. And the one thing I would teach everybody who uh, I was working with is never, ever, ever say it's our policy. Because that would be the one thing that pissed off the customer more than anything else is when you said, well, it's, it's because of our policy. People don't want to hear that. People want to understand the reasons why. They, okay, don't, don't say it's policy. You're going to say, well, the reason that we do it is because. And then make a decision. You can make a decision. United Airlines, I'm talking to you. You could have made a better decision than you made. But you created a cluster fun park of a situation. And this family comes out looking like victims. And you come out looking like the villain. And, you know, maybe you are. Big tech, big corporations, big government, ladies and gentlemen, they, they don't care about you. So maybe it's time we stop caring about them. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody and I weren't sure where the show was going to go today. We, had, we were just going to kind of go through some news items. But this whole mask thing is really, really, really pissing me off. I hate wearing a mask. I'll be the first one to admit it. I mean, it's just, it's restrictive. I mean, you look at, I was watching a football game and I don't watch sports. I was at a restaurant. It was on a monitor and the players are on the field playing. They don't have masks on. And then when they got off the field, they put their mask on. What the hell? What is that going to do? I mean, it, it makes no sense. People driving around in their cars. I'm sorry if that's one of you alone with your mask on. That makes no sense. People out walking their dog alone. And I'm sorry if that's you with a mask on. What do we think? That these particles are just floating all over the place? That's not how this works, ladies and gentlemen. If it was, we'd all be dead. We'd have bodies falling from the trees. When's the last time you're driving in your car and a body fell from a tree? Well, I guess the zombie apocalypse is closer than we think. <laughs> and, and again, once again, thank you for uh, listening and watching this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Hey, you can help us out, by the way. And uh, we ask this often because, it's, you know, we're a conservative voice here. Uh, we, we try to bring logic and reason. We try to have some fun. And the left just hate that. Uh, I don't know if it's the fun part, the logic, the reason part. I know it's definitely the conservative part. And we, we need your help. And we ask for this often, and we'll continue to ask for this often. And we thank those of you that have given us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes. If you are listening to the show on Apple, um, please give us a, uh, subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating. It helps move us up in the algorithm. If you're watching this on either the YouTube or the Rumble channel that we have, please also give us a subscription. Subscribe to the channel. It helps move us up in the algorithm. Uh, the way that we can fight and beat big tech 
is by liking, following, sharing, subscribing, and giving five-star ratings to those voices out there that are trying to bring some sense of reality to this crazy mixed-up world that we have. Thanks again. The Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.